Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome <coughs> to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings live with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org. And a special welcome to our Torah anytime viewers and listeners who will Bez Hashem be joining our shir. So we are continuing our series on the G'dayle Svara, the Svardisha G'daylem. And I forgot to point out last week that really the first shir that we ever gave um, in this series, I think it was uh, over 60 shiurim ago, was actually on the Kafachayim, uh, Talmud of the Ben Yishchai. This is before Torah Anytime days. This is about 10 shiurim before we got on to Torah Anytime. In that time, we also did the Arachai Makadosh. So uh, <clears throat> it's interesting how we started off actually with a Svardish Agaldo, the Kafachayim. Today we are going to talk about the Chidah. We mentioned him last week, Reb Chaim Yosef David Azulai. And uh, I have to make mention also that uh, a good friend of mine, when he heard that I was giving shiurim on some Svardish Gedolim, he sent me uh, some Svarim called A Legacy of Leaders by someone named Yehuda Azulai, a friend of his. And he's an anical actually of the Chidah. And uh, they're very, very beautiful Svarim on Svardish Gedolim by uh, Reb Yehuda Azulai. So let's talk about the Chidah. <clears throat> the Chidah, his father's name was Rabbi Yitzchak Zerachia. He was the son of Rabbi Yishaya, the son of Rabbi Yitzchak, the son of Rabbi Avram Azulai, known as the Chesed Liavram. Um, in the Chuvas of the Chidah, Chaim Shoal, Chelek Aleph, Simon Samaches, at the end of the Simon, he writes to the person, Masha Shoalta, and you ask me a question, How do I always write? And he quotes his Zayda, the Chesed Lavram. I call him my grandfather, and it's clear from um, my Sefer Shem Hagedoylem, where uh, the Chida listed off or has a Sefer with all Gedoylem, uh, like an encyclopedia of Gedoylem, that he's uh, a few generations back. So he writes to him, So how can I write he's my grandfather if he's my great-great-grandfather? This is not a question you're asking from wisdom. He uses a play on a Gemara that says, Go to the better ones. Meaning to say, he, and he writes there by Arichas, and uh, he says, I don't know why you're asking these types of questions. And then he shows him from the Rishayim and the Kadmainim that even when they were a, a few generations down for an ancestor, they just wrote my grandfather. So it's Lav Dafka, an actual grandfather. Um, in Shem HaGadolim, under the entry of Avram Azulai, he writes that uh, he was from Mishpachas Chachmei Kastila, Asherbo Tekev Migirushvar Lepes. They came right after the expulsion from Spain. They were from the Chachamim, a family of the Chachamim, in the city of Kastila, and they came to Morocco, to the city of Pes. Then the Chesed Lavram, Rabbi Avram Azulai, decided he's going to go um, <coughs> from... Um, He's going to go to Eretz Yisrael. And they were going to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael and they came to Egypt, to Kaputskia in, in Egypt. And they, they disembarked from the boat. And right after they disembarked from the boat, a, a big uh, wind came and destroyed the entire boat and all of their possessions that were on the boat. And they realized that the fact that they, that they had disembarked a few minutes earlier had actually saved their lives. And a zecher to this nace, the Chesed Lavram actually made his signature from then and on in the shape of a boat. It's a fascinating thing. I have a, 
I don't know if you could see, I don't know if you could see here in the thing clearly, but if you could see over here, there's a, a pic, this is his signature, uh, the Chesel Avram, it's in the shape of a boat, and it has his name in there somehow, Avram Azulai. Um, it's interesting, the Chidah himself actually had a very, um, c- uh, very funny signature, and funny is not the right word, a calligraphic signature in a funny shape as well, which is almost impossible to see his name in there. But Avram Azulai, you could make, up the, make, make out the name, but this is the way he signed, as a Zecher for this nace, he signed his name from then on in the shape of a, uh, in the shape of a boat. And then, when he got to Eretz Yisrael, he, um, <clears throat> he, um, he went and he uh, and he lived in Chevron, and he writes over there. He's a chacham, sefer moher, mekubel gadol. He was a very big mekubel, a very chashevet um, hamachacham. So that was his great great grandfather, Reb Avram Azulai, famously known as the Chesed Lavram. His father, Reb the Chidas father, as we mentioned, was named Reb Yitzchok Zerachia. He was from the Gedolei Chachme Yerushalayim at the time. Um, he is signed on Takonas of the Kiel of Yerushalayim and Piskei Din, verdicts that came out from the Bezdin, he was called one of the seven G'dayle Yerushalayim. You know, there's something called Shiva Tuve Ha'ir, the seven um, uh, um, executives of the city, recently in Dafayim, in Masechta Megillah, it talked about this. So in, in Yerushalayim, they had the Shiva G'dayle Yerushalayim who ran the city. Um, later on in his life, after the year about uh, Tuf Kuf Bays which is uh, 1742, it seems he got sick and he added a name on to his name, Rafael, Rafael Yitzchak Zerachia. And in fact, in the Haskama that he wrote to the Chidaz Sefer, Shar Yosef, it signed Rafael Yitzchak Zerachia. The Chidaz mother was named Sarah. She was the daughter of the Mekubar of Yosef Bialir. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly. And... Um, in the Chida's uh, diary of his travels, um, of his travels throughout Europe, as we'll see soon, Magal Toiv Hashalim, page twenty-seven, he writes that when he was in the city of Cleve in Germany, remember the Get of Cleves? We talked about that numerous times. When he was in Germany in Cleve, he met his mother's sister, his aunt, Moras Gitli, Bas Melech Adoni Marzikni Achosed Amakubal Yari Shemai Kadosh. He describes his grandfather. And he said to her, he says, he asked her, how exactly are they related to the Sma? She was a, 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 a descendant of Reb uh, Yeshua Falk, Reb Falk, the, the, um, the um, author of the Drisha and the Sma. We gave a shir on him um, on the Sma a few uh, a month or two ago. And um, he said to her, exactly how are we Eneklach of the Sma? And she told him, Vigidali, she told me it was a fifth or sixth generation. When they got back to the last name, she wasn't sure if it was a son or a grandson of the Sma. Um, so he was, his mother was the Einikul of Mishpachas Hasma, which is an Ashkenazi family, a very Chosh uh, of Ashkenazi family. So I saw, now the Svardim could correct me on this, because I don't know the rules of this, but the Chido would sign his name, and at the end he would sign Samach Tes, which usually stands for Svardi Tahar. And um, they, so, L'chaira, they I saw some of the, uh, I saw even some G'daylam write about this, that how could the Chida write that if his mother was Ashkenazi? How could he write Svadi Tahar? Now, the Svardim could uh, chime in here and tell me exactly the rules, but I saw that some of the Svardim wanted to say that it didn't, in his name, it didn't mean Svardi Tahar. It meant Seifei Tav, his end should be good. It was like a bracha for himself. 
So I, I don't know the rules of that, but that's what I saw in, a, in, in numerous places. So the Chida himself was born Be'erich around the year um, Tuf Pei Dalid, uh, 1724 in Yerushalayim, like he writes in his Chuvas Yosef Oymet Simen Yud, Ki Be'era Kodesh Yerushalayim, Shasham Hayresi, that's where I was conceived, Vilidasi, and that's where I was born, Vigiduli Minaretz, and that's where I grew up. Now he was, uh, he was born premature at the end of seven months, and uh, he was lifeless when he was born, they thought he was dead, they left him on the ground and they walked out, and his grandmother uh, recognized that there was some life to him, and she came and she wrapped him in, in some type of uh, cloth or something, warmed him up, and she was Mechayim, <coughs> and he lived. At a young age of eight, his mother was Nifter in a plague, in a, in, a, in a pandemic in Yerushalayim, Ches Iyar Tov Tzadi Beis, in uh, 17... 1732, and that's perhaps the reason he didn't know his yichus so well. He had to ask his aunt because his mother was nifter when he was young. Um, his father in the Askama to Shar Yosef, Shar Yosef is a Sefer Amasech to Haryas that seems to have been written when he was very young, although it was printed much later. Um, his father writes, Kiven Sheish, Kiven Sheva, when he was either six or seven, Patocha Ruach Hashem Lefamai, the Ruach of Hashem began to uh, ring in him, Vayet Shichmai Lisbal, and he put his, he leaned his uh, shoulder down to carry Yoshiva Olim, Bimes Medrish, Shalmar Gisi, Harava Mechaber, Sefer Nechba Bakesef, and he became a Talmud in the Bismedrish of my brother in law. The author of the Sefer Nechba Bakesev, his name was Rav Yoyna Navoin, and he was had a yeshiva in Yerushalayim at the time. And uh, so his father writes about six or seven, he started learning very, very, very uh, stark, and he went into this yeshiva. In the Askomas that the Chachme Yerushalayim wrote to that Sefer, they wrote, Suffolk ben Tisha, a Suffolk, if he was nine years old, Lamata Me'asari, he was for sure under ten, Utakua Olo, and he's already very set, his tent, so to speak, is set in the Aloy Shel Torah. So at a very young age, he was recognized by the Chachmi Yerushalayim, and his father is someone who was a Masmid Bat Um In his diary, Magil Taiv, he writes that he was in Tunis in the year of when I'm sorry, when his, he writes that uh, when his Rebbe was in the, year, in the city of Tunis in the year of Tav Tzadi Ches, Tav Tzadi Ches, um, which is uh, 1738, so he writes, I heard that he said about me, the young one, I was in Perek Arlar Ba'asar, play on the Perek Imsachim, meaning to say that I was only 13 years old, looking into the 14th year, and he used to talk about me, um, good things, because he was a good person. So his Rebbe um, had been out of the country in Tunis um, at that time, and even though he was a young boy of 13 years old, his Rebbe was talking about him um, on his travels about what a Talmud um, he has. At a young age, he was already writing Chidushim, he was already writing response to Tshuvas and Halacha. For example, Tshuvas Chida. Simon Bays is from the year Tov Tzadi Zayin. He was all of 13 years old at the time. He wrote a tshuva about a Bechar who's having a hard time. He's weak. Does he have to fast an Arab Pesach or not? Um, <clears throat> in his Sefer on Shulchan Aruch, Birke Yosef Yaredeya, in Simon Sadi Dalit, Oisid Aleph, in Hilchus Arla, he writes, Kad Zutter, when I was very young, he said, I wrote a tshuva, a tshuva to the Shaila in the year Tov Kuf. So he was all of 16 years old at that time. 
And uh, he quotes it over there, and he writes that my Rebbe put it in his Sefer, it's, it's printed in the Sefer, Nechba Bakesef, in Nechba Bakesef, Chelek Aleph, Chayshemishvot, Simen Dalad, Simen Hey, and they reprinted it later again in Chuvas Chidah, Simen Zayin. So you see he was uh, writing Chuvas here at the age of, um, at, at a young age, 13, 16. Before he was Bar Mitzvah, he had already given seven drushes um, in public, and uh, from then on he gave numerous, numerous drushes, even as a young age. Besides for his Rebbe, Rabbi Yaina Navain, he also was Mishamish, and he learned under other, under, uh, um, under other Tamidich HaChamim, excuse me, and uh, numerous Tamidich HaChamim, and one of them was the Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim HaKadosh, as he writes, uh, the Chidah writes in Shem HaGadolim, Ani HaTzoyer, Sochisi Vayisi Bishivasi HaRamasa, he writes under the entry for Rabbi Chaim Ben Atar, the Arachayim that I, the young one, was Eichel to be is in Yeshiva. Ve'ne Roy Gedolus Terasai. I was able to see the greatness of his Torah. Oiker Hare Harim. He would uproot big mountains. Ukedoshasai Hafle Befel, and he had an unbelievable holiness to him. So that was one of his Rabbeim, the Arachayim Hakadosh. Some of his friends, a very close friend of his, was the Marit Al Ghazi, Rabbi Yontif Al Ghazi, um, from the great Svardish Shapoiskin that we mentioned last week as well. He learned Kabbalah with Rav Shalom Sharabi in the Rosh Hashiva of the, Mekuba, of the Yeshiva's Mekubalim called Basel, And uh, like he writes in his Chuvas, Chaim Shoal, Chelek Beisimin, Yotes, Shohisi Ani Yatsor Medrash, I was the young one in the Medrash of Arava Chosin HaMekubla Mufla, Marash Sharabi, together in Rav Achai Goin, Harava Mufla, Kamarit Al-Ghazi, with my, my brother, who the Goin, so to speak, um, the Marit Al-Ghazi. So they learned Kabbalah, in the yeshiva of the Rashash Reb Shalom Sharabi. He, uh, he was engaged at a young age and married at a young age. It seems uh, in, in Chuvas Chaim Shoal, in his Chuvash, Chaylak Aleph Simen Samach Aleph, there's a Chuva that he wrote to his Rebbe while his Rebbe was uh, traveling in Chutzlaret. Now we mentioned before that he wrote his Rebbe was in Tunis, was traveling. Um, when he was about 13 years old. So he was, it was in that range, so to speak. It's not an exact time. His Rebbe was gone for a few years, it seems. But um, he writes that, I wrote to my Rebbe, mitzvah. So I wrote this to my Rebbe when I was young, and he was out on a Shlichus Mitzvah, meaning he was traveling. Um, and like we said before, that was in, he was around 13 years old at that time. And his Rebbe, when he wrote to him, he wrote to him, Yedid Nafshi Ha'orus, the engaged one. So it sounds like somewhere in those years, 13, 14, he was already engaged. He got married at the age of 16. His father writes this, Gimel Kislev, um, Tov Kuf. 1740, the daughter of Rebnissen Bracha, who was one of the G'dayli Chachmei Yerushalayim, and in Shar Yosef, there's a skama from him as well, um, on the Sefer. <coughs> he continued to learn, and when he was 29 years old, 1753, Dalit Shvat, he went on his first Shlichus to for the city of Hebron to collect money. Those days, the, they were, they were Meshulachim, we call them. In those days, they called them Shadar, Shindalad Reh, Shlucha Rachmana. And uh, they would go out collecting. It wasn't always big G'daylim that went out collecting, although you see his Rebbe seemed to have gone. I'm assuming it was collecting, I'm not sure. Um, but the, uh, the Chida went out collecting. He was chosen to go as a Shlichus for the city of Hebron. It was a very hard, very hard trip for him. Um, like he writes in Magal Taiv, 
and where Magal Taivas his diaries, he kept a, a very meticulous diary day after day after day, wrote all different types of things there, almost everything that happened to him every single day. It's a fascinating read. And he writes, on page 3, He wasn't a big traveler in Eretz Yisrael. He stayed in Hebron, Yerushalayim, that's it, Yerushalayim, whatever it was. He didn't go very far. In other places he writes, I was never in Svas, I was never here. So he says, I'm not someone who travels, and, and therefore this type of traveling was very hard for him. Um, now, why did he write this diary? He, so he writes in the beginning, he writes, The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took care of me, so I want to write down all of the things to praise Him. Um, now, in one place, he writes, on page 166, he writes, I, I'm writing this down, Because he was in pain, as his, 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 he found out his wife had passed away, and he was in pain, and he wanted to tell it to someone, and as we'll see later, he couldn't tell it to anyone, so he wrote it in his diary. That was his way of expressing his feelings. Like the Pasuk says, You should should, uh, tell it to other people. So that was another reason that he wrote his diary, as as if you go through his diary, you see he had a lot of tsaris on these trips. And as we'll see in a moment, it wasn't easy trips for him, he wasn't treated properly in many places, and therefore he needed a place, so to speak, to... uh, you know, it's it's hard to talk about Gedalim like this, but they were people, and he writes it himself. He needed a place to be able to write down his feelings. So, uh, you can't go through um, all the cities that he went to, was hundreds of cities that he went to on each trip, but he went from, he started off from Yishalayim, and he ended up in Egypt, and from Egypt he took a boat to Livarno in Italy, he traveled through the cities of Italy for a while, then he ended up in Germany, then he was in Holland, he was in England, he was in France, back to Italy, back to Livarno. So he left Dalit Shvat 1753, and he came back to Livarno in 1756, which is three years later. And um, once he got to Livarno, at that time, he had to wait a very long time till the next boat came to take him to Eretz Yisrael. So he writes... Once I'm here, I decided I'm going to print my Sefer Shar Yosef, Sifri Hakata, and my Sefer Shar Yosef that we've been mentioning till now, Masech Taharius. He writes this in a letter, L'kayim Gzeiras Abimari, to fulfill the decree of my father, She'edvaz Chidushi, that he said I should print my, uh, my Chidushim. Um, so that Sefer was printed in, in um, the year of Tov Kuf Yud Zayin, the next year, um, 1757. And in Sivan of 1757, he traveled to Izmir, to, to Turkey, and then back to Eretz Yisrael, arriving back in Yerushalayim, Dalit Nisan of Tov Kuf, Yurches, five years later after he left. So he was on a five-year trip. Um, one of the purposes he felt is, when he's in Chutz Laaretz, is to uh, to show the the uh, covet of Eretz Yisrael and to and to demonstrate to people people should have covet for Eretz Yisrael. On his own covet, he wasn't so makbid. There were times he wrote in his diary things happened to him. He said Gamzu Lataiv. They insulted me. It should be good. Um, but when it came to covet of Eretz Yisrael, he used to be very upset. Um, in one place, when he came to the uh, city Ma- Monte San Savino, he writes, which is in Italy, he wrote, he, they, they didn't treat him properly, and they, he said, who's in charge here? So someone said, I'm in charge. He said, Oy He says, woe is to a nation that you're the one in charge, that you, you disgrace a shliach of Eretz Yisrael. And another place on page 10, he writes, he says, I, um, I'm davening to Hashem, Ona Hashem, Eretz Yisrael. 
when he was in Worms, he met the Pnei Yeshua. If you remember way back when we had a share on the Pnei Yeshua, almost a year ago, the Pnei Yeshua's yard site is Yudalid Shvat, coming up Sunday. So it's a year ago we gave a share on the Pnei Yeshua. He, we, we quoted the Chida's um, impressions of the Pnei Yeshua. But uh, the Pnei Yeshua told, him, uh, told the people, to give me a nice place to live, covet Eretz Yisrael. Because of the covet of Eretz Yisrael, I deserve a proper place. When he was over there, he had a problem um, that uh, they, they didn't recognize any of his uh, teudos, any of his letters. They didn't know the Chachmi Yerushalayim. So they weren't sure exactly who he was. But the Pnei Yeshua understood who he was and says, give him a good place. Um, another place he writes, I went over to the mezuzah, and tears were coming out of my eyes, and I cried, give me the, uh, the, the, the strength to be able to, uh, to handle all of this uh, stress. So he was constantly invoking the schus um, of Eretz Yisrael. Now he's a very uh, a looking, he had a regal look to him. And when he was in Frankfurt, they told him, Your appearance uh, shows that you're a trustworthy person. But they said, But what should we do? All of your letters, nobody knows who they are. That's why they gave him a to travel to Worms. The Pnei Yeshua was in Worms at the time um, to, to talk to him and see maybe he'll be able to recognize them. Um... Now he also writes like in his in his sefer Pnei David. Pnei David is on I think the Haftiras of Chumash, um, or on Chumash and the Haftiras. He writes in Parshas Re'eh, "Vashreichem Yisrael, how fortunate you are, Klai Yisrael. Asher bevoy aleichem, aleim shliach Eretz Yisrael. That when a shliach of Eretz Yisrael comes to them, mechabdin aisayu, mechabim aisayu." When you look at his diary, it didn't seem that he had that experience, but there were places they were mechabim. Uvazeh shebnei goyla. He writes the fact that they support Eretz Yisrael, and because of the the the, the, the Jews of the diaspora, the Yishev and Eretz Yisrael could, could exist. Without the Jews of of diaspora supporting them, um, so the fact is, since they make it happen, when you help someone do a mitzvah, the Gemara says, if you help someone do a mitzvah, it says if you did the mitzvah. So if you help us live in Eretz Yisrael, you're zeichet to the mitzvah of yeshivas. Eretz Yisrael. After he came back to Yerushalayim, like we said, in Tavkuf Yudches, he um, became part of the Bezdin of Rabbi Yehuda Navon, who was the son of the Machne Ephraim, and he learned over there, and he taught Torah in Yerushalayim. In the year Tavkuf Chav Dalid in 1764, there was a machlaikis between the, Chachm, the Rav of the Chachme Yerushalayim and the one who was sent from Bavel to be in charge. Seems there was a a, a, a committee of Yidin in in uh, in, um, in Istanbul that it was under the Turkish the Turks at the time. So they, so to speak, ran who was in charge in in Yerushalayim. They would send people to be in charge of the city, and they were upset. The Chachmi Yerushalayim weren't happy with the one Ashabami Bavel who was in charge. So they decided to fire him. And they asked the Chidah, the Zion Tuve Yoir, asked the Chidah to travel to Istanbul to explain to the ones in charge there, they were Yidin, Rabbanim, why they fired him. When he got to Yafo, to the port city, they found out that he was reinstated by the, the, the Rabbanim in Istanbul, and he felt that there's no reason for him really to continue, but they still wanted him to go, and uh, he ended up traveling to Cairo, 
and planning on going further to Istanbul, but once he got to Cairo, he saw that Cairo it was uh, no point, and therefore he decided to stay there, and he did not return at that point to Yerushalayim, maybe because of the Machlekes what was, that was going on, he decided to stay there, and in Tavkuf Chavdalid, they actually offered him the Rabbanus, and he calls it Ir Mitzrayim. Ir Mitzrayim is Cairo, it's not the, the land of Mitzrayim, it's the city of Mitzrayim, um, the city of Cairo. And uh, he became the Rav in Cairo. Now, nowhere in his Ksavim does he write that he was actually the Rav of Cairo. It seems they write because of his humility. He never wrote it. But at the end of Birke Yosef, his, his Sefer on, your, on, uh, on, uh, on uh, Shulchan Aruch, in, at the end of Eben Ezer, in the Old Prince, his Talmud writes about him, and he writes there in a poem, Mitzrayim said to Yosef, Do we find somebody who has a ish asheruach alikimboy, a play on the Pasuk with uh, Paroi? So they took Yosef and they raised him up. David was his name also. David became the head, which seems to be a remez that he became the Rav in, in, uh, in Cairo. In, in his diary, on page 58-59, he talks about his time in Mitzrayim. And he writes he wasn't sure if he should bring his family there, because he wasn't sure um, how long he'll be there. But he says afterwards, he, he brought his family, and he writes, He writes, I lived there for a few years, busy with the yoke of the Tzibur, which, like we said, seems to be a remez that he was the Rav in Cairo. In Tshuva's Chaim Shoal, Chayel Galav Simen he brings different Hanhagas of Hilchas Gitin from Gitin in Yerushalayim and Gitin in Mitzrayim, which again shows that he was involved in the Rabbonus in both places in writing Gitin. While he was there in Cairo, he found out that his father was Nifter, Chav Gimel Teves, Tov Kuf Chav Hei, and during that year, his daughter, a young daughter, was Nifter as well in Cairo, Chav Elul, Tov Kuf Chav Hei. In Adar of Tavkuf Chavtes, so this is 1769, he left Mitzrayim and he went back to Hebron, arriving in Hebron in Sivan of Tavkuf Chavdalit. At that time, so now he was no longer in Yerushalayim, now he's in Hebron, and he became one of the Gedolim of Hebron. Three years later, Erev Rishchei Cheshvan, Tavkuf Lamed Gimel, he was sent on a second Shlichus to Chutzlars to collect for Hebron. Um, he was, uh, he was in Alexandria, Egypt, um, for a long time. He was there for a while because there was something going on with the Russians and boats and something in the water there, and he was afraid to take a ship straight to Livarno. That was like where he would go, the port city of Italy, because of the Russians. And then he heard that there was a boat that would first go to Tunis and then go to Livarno, and there were no Russians in the neighborhood. So, um, But he really wasn't planning on stopping and getting off the boat in Tunis. But the uh, it's it's a long thing over there. You can look in Mago Teva Shalim, pages 53 and 54, he, uh, he talks about the, the captain of the boat made tons of tsaris for him. It was a big Russia. He calls him Russia Godel. Geya, he was a uh, Balgaiva. Um, he made a lot of tsaris. And uh, he was afraid. He writes over there on page 58 that he was afraid that he's not going to let him blow Shifer and make a sukkah. So therefore, it was in Elul. They got to Tunis. Yotes Elul. He disembarked over there in uh, Tunis. Um... Now, while he was there, Nechav Bey's Adar, Tafkuf Lamedalid, he got a letter, and he says, He found out his wife had passed away. My, my world became dark. He says, 
I found out immediately that if I'm going to tell anyone, somehow, I don't know exactly how it worked there. He said he would be forced to marry someone. The king would force me to marry someone. There was a whole thing with permits of, of coming into the city. It's a whole long arichas over there. I didn't understand clear why this is. But um, he says, Baruch Shem Baruch Hashem, that in the moment that I found out about this Sarah, I also found out about this information that if I'm not married, I'm going to have to, they're going to force me to marry someone. So therefore, he says, I didn't tell anybody that my wife was Nifter. Vitekev, he says, I took a ner and I went to the base of Knesses and uh, I cried there for an hour. So it seems that this was already um, after the Shleishim. So it was a Shmur Rechaika. It's called the Shmur Rechaika when a person finds out that a close relative passed away after the Shleishim. So there's no halacha of Shiva. A person only sits for an hour. So he says, I went to the Shul and I cried for an hour and I went out and I washed my face. And that's where he writes over there, we mentioned it before, he says he became a chayli shchayri, became depressed, because he couldn't tell anybody about what happened to his wife. And he says even when he got on the boat, he didn't tell anyone until he got to Livarno, he was afraid even on the boat if they would find out there would be issues till he landed, uh, disembarked in Livarno, Yud Zayin, ER. So this is Adar to ER. Um, this is two months came out that he couldn't tell anyone. He says he Pasha got depressed from it, but that's why he was writing. We mentioned before in his diary he was writing this because he at least he would be able to let out his pain there in the diary. While he was there in Livarno, he started printing some of his svarim shem am um on the gedolim his birke yosef. He started to print. He writes that on page sixty six and sixty seven. In Mantova, he printed his Sefer Rej David, but most of the printing took place in Livarno. It seems they must have had a printing press over there. Um, Yerushalayim for sure didn't have a printing press, and he printed most of his farm there, as we'll see. He continued to travel. He went to France, he went to Belgium, he went to Holland, back to France, back to Italy, and Yudches Elul of Tov Kuf Lamed Ches. So this is um, five years from when he, uh, he disembarked in... I'm sorry, four years. He disembarked in Livarno, Tafkof Lamedalit. So this is Tafkof Lamedalit. It's four years from when he disembarked in Livarno, but five years from when he left Hebron. He came back to Livarno, and then his shlichus was over. Um, his his uh, job was over. So at that time, um, about a year, le- uh, a few months later, in Hezron of Tafkof Lamedalit, he got married in the city of uh, Pisa, um, you know, from the famous Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's about 26 kilometers from Livarno. He married is Zivug Sheni, Rachel, Basra, Moshe, Levi, Levi, and he lived in Livarno. He, he settled in Livarno, and he printed most of his svarim there. In his lifetime, he printed 55 svarim, most of them in Livarno. After his petira, there was another 11 svarim that were printed. So he had many, many svarim the Chida. While he was in Livarno, he learned over there, and he wrote his svarim. He would darshan four times a year. We mentioned last uh, week there's four big Shabbosis, the Svardish uh, Gedalim with darshan, in the base Medjish of the Gvir, Reb Shaltiel, Rikanti. He didn't want to become a Rav. He didn't want to have any official position in the city. Um, 
in his say, in, the, in the diary on page 177, he writes, after he got uh, remarried, he writes, He says, I got remarried, and he wrote, that we should be successful, and we should be zaychet to go back to, to go to Eretz Yisrael. So it sounds like he really wanted to go back to Eretz Yisrael, and actually he tried a few times, in Tav Kuf Mem Zayin, Tav Kuf Nun Gimel, Tav Kuf Nun Hey, he tried numerous times to go back to Eretz Yisrael, and each time he wasn't, uh, he wasn't Matzliach, and he ended up staying there in Levarno. It's well known and before it's well known that the Svardim uh, Paskin like him in the Sefer Ner Mitzvah Simon Yudalif Ois Samachalif. It says over there Chashem Shamru Al Rabbeinu Moshe, just like they said about the Rambam, Mi Moshe Ad Moshe, that from Moshe Rabbeinu to Moshe the Rambam Leikam Ke Moshe. Koesi Amar. Now they say Ke Moikein Mi Yosef Ad Yosef Leikam Ke Yosef, meaning Mi Mar and Akadosh Mer Rabbi Yosef Karoi from the days of the Beis Yosef Rabbi Yosef Karoi Ad Goyinu Zeinu Merenu Rabbi Yosef Azulai Leikam Ke Yosef. So Mi Yosef Ad Yosef Leikam Ke Yosef. They felt he was very much on equal footing as uh, the Beis Yosef. Um, Reb Chaim Palaji writes in his Sefer Moyel Lechol Chaisim and Yud, Vitamin Anachnu Halchinachar Mora Goyla Hu Arav Achida. And we remember last week, it's also brought down in other Svarim that Ramay Shechayim, the Zaid of the Ben Ishchai, he made sure that in Baghdad they followed all of the uh, halachas of the Chida, like we said last week. Now his Sefer, his, I want to say his biggest Sefer, but it, his, his Sefer, Birke Yosef, An Shulchan Aruch, Sifrei HaGadol, they call it, he wrote when he was Yerushalayim, but he also wrote while he was traveling in Chutzlaretz. And he wrote additions to the Sefer, Birke Yosef, he calls them Shurei Bracha and Machzik Bracha, they're Haisafas to Birke Yosef. And in Machzik Bracha and Simen Ben Vav in Arachayim Haistalit, he writes, Rubam Shala Kuntrasim Ha'elu, um, Most of these uh, pamphlets and these notebooks, my hand was writing while I was traveling. He writes about himself. David was nechbaz that he was uh, he was rushed to travel from city to city. And he says, there are times I quote a Sefer in one place, and it seems I had the Sefer. And so a different place I quote the Sefer, and I didn't have the Sefer, because I wrote it at different times when I was traveling, I didn't really have Svarim. In Shirei Bracha Kuf Beis, he writes, Sefer Prichadosh Kes Eineimadi. The Prichadosh I don't have now. And in Tafresh Peivav, he writes, When I was younger, I remember that I saw a Medrash Tanchuma, I don't have it here now. In Machzik Bracha Tav Kuf Lamed Aleph, he writes, When I was writing this on my knees, I didn't have the El Yeraba. And he writes over there, Even though in earlier Simanim and in other places, I am Mazgir, I mention the El Yeraba, he said, you should know, you should know, when people write a Sefer, just because a Sefer goes in the order of Shulchan Aruch, doesn't mean it was written in that order. He says, so just because you find that um, I wrote earlier, um, something in the Sefer do- doesn't mean that I actually wrote that earlier. Could be I wrote it later. So therefore, he's saying things are out of order the way I wrote um, my Sefer. Um, 
there's um, there. It's interesting that he wrote he wrote when I was writing this albirkai on my knees. Why do you say I write on my knees? Usually write on a table. So someone of him medayik that uh, because he was writing while he was traveling. You don't have a traveling when you're like he wrote. I was doing. I was traveling. You know, you write on your knees. And he's someone to say that's shot in the name Birke Yosef in the sefer. That he doesn't write this in Akdama, but included in the the stam the lashon birkai is also the lashon birkai is lashon the knees of Yosef because a lot of the sefer was not written on a table, they were written on the birke um, of Yosef. Now, in Simon Memvav, he brings sugyas of Rishayinim and Achrayinim, a whole long sugya, and then Derech Agav, he mentions an Indian, and he writes, he says, but I can't really go into this Indian, I can't clarify it, because I don't have Svarim with me, which would seem to indicate that everything else that he had written, all of the sugyas, Hashas, the Rishayinim, the Achrayinim, that he did all Balpeh. When he got to an Indian that was like Derech Agav, he says, I can't uh, go into this because it's, uh, I don't have Svarim with me. He had an unbelievable memory, um, an unbelievable memory. It was well known that he had an unbelievable memory um, for Tyra. He had a Kesher not only, of course, with the Svardish Gedalim, with the Ashkenazi Gedalim as well. Um, he had a Kesher with Rabbi Shal Amsterdam. That was the uncle of Rabbi Yosef Shal. If you remember, Rabbi Yosef Shal was named after him. He had a Kesher with Rabbi Shai Berlin. In his Sfarim, he brings from Rafal Hamburger. We gave a Shia on Rafal Hamburger um, a long time ago. He brings from the Prima Godim, the base mayor. The, the uh, Rebbe Tzalo Ranchberg, the Talmud of the Neide Behuda, has a sefer called Hayre Gever on Harius, and in his Akdama he writes that I, I toiled very hard to get the sefer Shar Yosef because I heard that the Chida has a sefer on Harius, and he says, unfortunately, in its he says, I'm upset. I wasn't able to get it before I printed my Sefer. He says, perhaps if I would have learned the Sefer, maybe there are things that I was mechavin to him. Maybe there are things that he wrote that contradict what I say. And he says, Blineder, if I'll find the Sefer, I'll go back and I'll learn Mesechta Hazois a second time to make a Madura Basra, a second version to my Sefer. That's how much he held the Chidah in high esteem. The Chida in his own Sefer, a different Sefer called Maris Ayin on Horyus, he mentions that he just got the Sefer Hayregever of the of of Rebetzala Ranchberg. So this was others uh, um, Ashkenazish Gedolim that he came in contact with and that he held and they held him in high esteem. Shabbos Parsha Zocher Yud Aleph Adar Tov Kuf Samach Vov 1806. He was nifted in the city Livarno. And he was buried in the old Beis Akvaris there. In Tavshin Aleph 1941, they moved him from the old Beis Akvaris to the new Beis Akvaris in Levarno. I guess the government was doing something with the old Beis Akvaris, so they moved him from there. And in Tavshin Chaf, in, um, in, uh, in 1960, they brought his Oren to Hara Menuchas, and that, there's, a, there's an oil on his... Uh, on his uh, kever on Har Menuchas, and that's where he is now on Har Menuchas. This is the Chida, the uh, the uh, the the Gadol of of Svarad, who traveled throughout all the cities of Ashkenaz and uh, and and wrote this these unbelievable Svarim for us. He is the the like we're saying from this by the Svardim from the from the biggest Paiskim. And uh, by the Ashkenazim as well, his Sefer Birke Yosef is quoted all the time in Shar Tshuva, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Arachayim, on the top of the Mishnah Brewer there, quoted all the time. This is the Chida, Reb Chaim Yosef David Azulai, like we said, he was nifted in the year 1806, Yud Aleph Adar, Shusa Yagin Aleinu Yisrael, 
Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.